This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast, where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. And to help me run through those headlines, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Theo Squires. Theo, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you? No worries, Wheelock. Thanks for having us. Yeah, not too bad. Football's nearly back. Getting there, aren't we? We are indeed, yeah. We were just saying before we press record then, we're we're counting down the days to the first set of uh, (laughs) Premier League games. And I'd just like to start with, we know now that Liverpool's opening match will definitely take place at Goodison Park against Everton a week on Sunday. On yesterday's show, if anyone was listening, we reported that Southampton St Mary's Stadium was a, a possible venue for the derby if it was moved to a neutral venue over fears of fans congregating outside. But soon after the podcast had gone live, typical Sod's Law, we had confirmation that the derby will be played at Goodison. Theo, before we get stuck into some fresher headlines, has common sense prevailed on this front? Yeah, definitely. I think if you're looking at the season in the whole and the integrity of the Premier League, you want the games to be taking place at the, the correct home stadiums as much as possible. And with the derby, it's one where we don't even know if Liverpool can win the title at Goodison, yeah. It all depends on this Manchester City game against Arsenal a couple of days earlier. So it seems a bit, I don't know, getting ahead of yourselves to say the derby cannot be played at Goodison out of fear of fans congregating or all this. But then Liverpool is such a global club. Surely it doesn't really matter what stadium you pick across the country. You're going to have Liverpool fans uh, turning up if that is what you believe they're going to do. But Liverpool fans are sensible. What would you rather do? Stand outside a cold stadium at, what, quarter past eight at night, waiting on the off chance that results go your way and you win the title, or actually watch the game at home and then just enjoy it? And granted, your celebrations can't be as much as you'd like out with your friends or whatever, but it's making the best of uh, the situation we're in. And when the Merseyside police have said all along they don't see any issues with the game being at Goodison, both teams wanted the game to be at Goodison. It is common sense to actually say, yeah, we'll play at Goodison, get back to some sort of normality. Very well said. We'll just go on to one of the most well-read stories on the Echo's website this morning, and it regards the release of Deloitte's annual review of football finance. Certainly going into the coronavirus crisis, it sounded like Liverpool were in great shape, according to this report, and hopefully that'll help them through this period of financial uncertainty. What's the report all about, Phil? Yeah, it said Liverpool generated uh, 264 million in broadcast revenue across all competitions last season. And they're actually one of the only, as they're only one of the big six to increase their spending, it shows even more that the money they're making, the profits they're turning around. Um, they're only one of two teams in that big six, along with Arsenal, to have recorded year on year operating profit. And we hear all the time about how um, Liverpool have had such a good financial year reports are coming along it's what you expect isn't it when you're delivering on the pitch reaching champions league finals challenging premier league titles you seem to be on tv every other week you're going to make more and more money and liverpool did need that financial boost so to speak when you think clubs across the globe are going to be stung by the pandemic with football being behind closed doors and all this sort of things that where money misses out uh when you have your performance is doing so well. It's all part of Liverpool's future when they can appeal to as many fans as possible across the globe because they're on TV so much. And when they're winning trophies, putting all these performances in, that's so good. They can generate such an incredible fee. And it's just the move shows that they're moving in the right direction. It's great to see. 
Uh, I think um, they made, what, 220 million the year before in 2017, 18. So it's, what, 19% increase in what they're raising. And you think they'll, they've been going for the Premier League title this year. Granted, it might not be an increase next year, what with, we've had a chunk of the season here where football games are now going to have to be on free television or all games are going to be televised. But they're still going to be one of the teams in the best position from it just because of the set test they're recording on the pitch. Most definitely. Yeah, you're completely right. We, the title will surely come within these the next two, three games once the Premier League resumes and the club have already uh, qualified for next season's Champions League. Uh, and, and on that point, it, it still remains to be seen whether those great rivals of Liverpool, Manchester City, will play next season's Champions League. Uh, I don't know if people are aware, but City's appeal against their two-year ban from European competition by UEFA has, has taken them to the Court of Arbitration for Sport this week. And there's a report on Sky Sports' website uh, offering a bit of an update. Yeah, the report on the Sky's website says that their appeal will be heard in the first half of July. I suppose um, they've had a bit more time to approach it, really, with the whole delay in football. It's one of the few positives there, because normally we'd be talking about Champions League qualifiers, you know, the really early stages getting away, um, getting underway in the first half of July. I think Liverpool fans who remember Istanbul remember seasons kicking off against TNS in mid-July. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're normally used to, the competition getting underway. But here, with uh, the appeal getting underway, Manchester City will soon have a decision on whether they're allowed to play in the Champions League next season. It'll be a three-day hearing between City and UEFA conducted by video conference. And they're both going to express their views and stuff just so they can work out whether City really did breach UEFA rules, guidelines, etc., etc., and whether they do deserve this, I think it's two-year punishment for being expelled from the Champions League. Obviously, if they are, the band's upheld, it's going to have huge ramifications because you think that you've got the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Sergio Aguero, these players who are reaching their peak or like just coming up to the wrong side of 30, will they want to sit and not be playing Champions League football? Well, they want to be moving elsewhere and winning titles. Raheem Sterling moved to Manchester City so he could challenge for these titles. Uh, he's still not won the Champions League. He might want to move on as well. But then, obviously, with the pandemic, who can really go to Manchester City and say, you're not in the Champions League. I want to give you £150 million for Raheem Sterling, Kevin De Bruyne, and then pay the wages as well. Uh, so perhaps it's not as uncertain for them with the players as it would have been before all this started. But... It's still an interesting situation to keep your eyes on, especially when you think uh, Chelsea are spending all this money at the moment as well. Um, Liverpool might be 25 points clear at the top of the table at the moment going for the title this year. But looking at it, I don't think it will be quite as uh, clear-cut next year. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. No, definitely not. Yeah, it's just it's good to know that we're going to find out what's happening with City's ban by the middle of July and by the time the, the Premier League season's finished because, yeah, even though it won't affect Liverpool directly because, as we all know, they've, they've qualified for the Champions League and no doubt will be champions by then. This, this club's slight less than managed by Brendan Rodgers who, who will surely want to know if they're playing Champions League football or not next season because it could go down to a fifth position. Uh, just yeah, say, definitely. So, point, the... I was just going to say, you've also got what that means for the other clubs in the transfer market as well. Like We all know how Liverpool now probably aren't going to be making any major signings. They're looking to uh, preserve their status at the moment. But if you're saying to a Leicester City or a, even a Sheffield United, can you imagine if Sheffield United qualified for the Champions League? They're not going to comp- you know, compete in that tournament if they don't spend this summer. So it could, I don't know, give the, the market a bit of a boost 
just elsewhere and it's another one to keep your eyes on. It's going to be intriguing for what it could mean for the Premier League in general moving forward. Very good point. And just to our final story, it's said that Jurgen Klopp retains an interest in Jadon Sancho. However, if a story in the Telegraph this morning is true, I imagine like Timo Werner, he certainly won't be a player joining Liverpool in the short term anyway. No, uh, this story says that Borussia Dortmund will be demanding £115 million for Jadon Sancho's signature. That's the sort of fee we're hearing before the pandemic, never mind in the middle of it. And I suppose that you'd imagine that would make sure that he has to stay in Germany for another year. Uh, Manchester United were leading the case for the winger, but then we've seen them record losses and struggle financially since the p- pandemic started. And it's just another vo- one of those where well, the players' future is uncertain. It's up in doubt as a result, because granted clubs aren't going to want to sell on the cheap and miss out on big fees they could set, uh, make on players when the transfer market recovers. But then you've got the players, will, will they want to force their moves? Because Jaden Sancho, he's, all season we've been hearing these rumours is not happy in Germany that he wants to return to England and it's sort of shown on the pitch and off the pitch really more Jaden uh, because he's he's been fined a couple of times I think only recently he's been upset with the German FA because he was fined for getting a haircut and breaking COVID-19 guidelines um, there's been talk of him like missing training or coming back to England when he shouldn't be um, earlier in the season or I think being subbed off early in game because he's not been playing as well as they would like him to, and they're having a bit of an issue with him at the moment. Um, you could say it as an attitude problem, whatever, but I think anyone who speaks to Jaden Sancho, who hears him in interviews, he's a young lad who's very passionate about his football. I think he's probably just a bit homesick, probably wants to come over yeah. to England, especially at a time like this. Um, so you feel a bit for him if he is going to have to stay in Germany for another year, but... He's well paid to do so. He's one of the best players in the Bundesliga. Uh, he's had a couple of injury problems this year. So he wasn't straight back in the Borussia Dortmund starting 11 after the pandemic break when Bundesliga resumed. But he still scored his first hat-trick the other week. He's still going to be delivering on the pitch. And when Borussia Dortmund do decide to sell, if it's next summer or next summer, there will be plenty of suitors as long as the price is right. And Whilst we're thinking Liverpool won't make major signings this year because they don't have the funds, um, maybe it will change next year. Like we've seen Chelsea be able to spend big this summer, having not spent next summer. We're going to be looking at two summers potentially where Liverpool haven't spent big. Um, maybe they'll be in a much more secure situation 12 months' time, having won Champions League, having won the Premier League, and be able to go, right, now this is the time to go and spend big on a forward player. It's important to remember, of course, that while Liverpool were interested in Timo Werner, everything going on at the moment means they're not going to or probably won't lose Salah and Mane to the Cup of Nations because that have to be pushed back. So the urgency wasn't there to get in another forward. If your front three is still going to be there, but in 12 months' time, the front three, they're all going to be a year older. They're all going to be that step close to 30. And then the Cup of Nations is going to take place. So Liverpool still losing those two forwards there will be more of an urgency to bring someone in. And if they've got the funds there and Jane Sancho's on the market at the right price, maybe Jurgen Klopp will look at him. Definitely, mate. Thank you very much for those headlines. That's your final morning bulletin podcast of the week done. Theo, you're on the uh, the Liverpool FC live blog today, so expect you to, to bring us any breaking news that comes up. Yeah, definitely. I will do, always. It was a busy one yesterday, what with the Merseyside derby being confirmed to be a good We had a few interesting transfer tales as well with the talk of Philippe Coutinho, as we always seem to get, 
there's actually a, another line on Jaden Sancho in there that I'm about to put in when I get back on it. And one on Kai Havertz as well, which is basically saying what we've just said here. Uh, might not happen now, but 12 months' time, you never know what Jurgen Klopp's thinking. Good stuff. Direct you all to the Liverpool FC live blog on the Echoes website. Uh, and we'll be back with another podcast later this afternoon. We spoke to the Daily Mirror's David Maddock this week. It's an interesting listen and it should be out on the Blood Red channel around 3pm UK time. But until then, bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.